Hey, Tiger fans, show your pride on the road by purchasing an official State of Kansas Tiger Tag. The process is quick, easy, and your $30 license plate fee will support scholarships at Fort Hayes State University. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive or contact the Alumni Association to learn more. Your car or truck isn't complete without a Fort Hayes State University Tiger Tag. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive today. Go Tigers! Joining us on the latest edition of the Defend the Fort podcast is another 2022 inductee into the Fort Hayes State Tigers Sports Hall of Fame. It's former football standout Greg Yost and Greg, we appreciate you taking some time to to visit with us and and congratulations on induction into the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. Just take us through what it was like to get that phone call when you found out that uh, you're a Hall of Famer. Well, it's kind of it was kind of shocking, I guess. I was kind of in a meeting and I was trying to be quiet when she called and. You kind of get shocked and you can't talk and you're trying to whisper, <laughs> but it was exciting. I was kind of surprised to even hear it. Well, I'm guessing it's something that wasn't on your radar, but then you look at your uh, the bio and, and what you accomplished in your four years as a four-day state tiger, certainly not surprising. Um, have you taken some time to kind of reflect on, on your, your playing days? I, I know as you, you get further away, uh, get involved in life and everything, but has this maybe uh, allowed you to reflect a little bit on some of the things you accomplished? Oh, yeah. We've talked about it a few little bit because, you know, just, Seems like you can remember a lot of it like it was yesterday. So it, it was just fun to talk about it a little bit with a couple of people and people that knew me. And it was just fun to talk about. And hopefully this week will be great. Well, uh, I always like to, to hear folks' stories when we, when we chat with them about how they became a Tiger. And, and you're from Gorm. You're a Gorm Oiler. Uh, which one of the all-time great mascots, in, I think, in Kansas high school uh, sports. And then a great standout career at Fort Hayes State. Just take us through the recruiting process. I know John Vincent was coached then, but how you went from Gorm to become a Fort Hayes State Tiger. Well, that's kind of a great story in a way, I think. But I know some people are just amazed by it. But, you know, when I, I graduated in 84 and they recruited me to play football that next year, and – I can remember the recruits coming to a basketball game to recruit me. But anyway, they came and they offered me a scholarship to play. And I accepted to come over. And um, I think it was Bobby Tompkins. What was I Oh, yeah, yeah, Bobby Thompson, yeah. Tompkins was the coach. And that's when I first was going to start. And I kind of came over and started to do it. And then schooling just wasn't what I wanted to do at the time. So we just didn't go. So I was laid out two and a half years before I decided to go back. And then I, Vincent was the coach who actually recruited me anyway as a defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I called him up and talked to him and said if I could get a scholarship back, if I would come out and try out again. And he said, well, if you're good enough, basically. So I came out in the spring, started, and everything worked out, I guess, as planned. And we went from there. That's phenomenal. What, I guess, what changed and, and what made you decide, you know what, I think it's time for me to give this football thing a, a try again? Well, it was like, you know, you're out there working and things just, you think, you hope you could always do better, I guess. So I decided to go back to school, see if we could make something better. But school, school was always for the job, but football was kind of my love. So we 
had to go try that one more time. So that's kind of how it all came down. Well, I'd say it was a good decision. You ended up being a four-year starter for the Tigers. We mentioned a lot of great accolades, all CSIC first team, uh, your junior and senior year. You were an All-American first team selection uh, your senior year in, in 1990 and uh, just you know a lot of defensive records. Uh, the tackle for loss record, in fact, still stands. And when you left, you had the sack record that's been broken a few times since, but uh, uh, just a great career. And, and you mentioned John Vincent. He had some really good football teams. He was a defensive coordinator, then had his run as the Tigers head coach, and then a transition, and you had Bob Cortez take over for your for your senior year. But just talk about playing for Coach Vincent. I know he was intense, and uh, but obviously had some, some great success with a long run on the as an assistant, then a head coach at Fort Hayes State. Yeah, Coach Vincent was quite a motivator. He, he had, he, you know, he was military guy and mm-hmm. everything was related to that when we were getting motivated so we always had a, a pump session before we went out on the field and i learned early on you didn't want to be in the middle of the pack because you'd get slapped around and you'd think you'd have a cut concussion before you even started the game <laughs> sometimes getting fired up so but he was a great guy he led the team good and we had a lot of fun with him well, and, and uh, your your senior year, and we'll talk about that a little bit, you guys uh, with Coach Cortez made the playoffs, so, which was a great culmination uh, to your career. I know your sophomore season was cut short. You only played three games, uh, had a had an injury that ended your season, but able to come from back from that and obviously maybe had the two best years of your career after that injury. Tell us about the injury, what it was, uh, the rehab process, and just the, the, the challenges of that and, and getting back on the field the next season. Okay, well, it was an MCL tear on my left knee, and I, I can remember doing it right away. I jumped up over a guy diving at my feet, and it caught my leg. And I knew something happened, but it, it didn't put me down, and I thought, well, it's minor, and they taped it up, and I played the rest of the game and then went to the training room and talked to the team doctor over there, and he was pretty blunt about saying your season's over. It's kind of like brings tears to your eyes when mm-hmm. he said that after three games. But that's how it went. And then, you know, after surgery, we did the rehab and everything went pretty good. So we gave her another try and it worked out well, I think. <laughs> yeah, it worked out real well. You had two great careers or two great seasons to, to end your career, all conference. And then, as we said, your senior year, all American. Now, you were a part of it. it Fort A State was still NAI, but then making that transition to Division Two, And I think your senior year was the last year of NAIA membership and then became a Division Two program. And, and, and the CSIC, very similar to what the MIAA is now, a lot of those same programs, although it's starting to break up a little bit with teams making that jump to Division Two, but that was a good football league. I mean, there's some really good teams, and a, a lot of the teams the Tigers still play today. It was a very tough. I mean, especially there's like say the same ones today. It was a very tough league. I feel back then, and it was it was always a rivalry. It seemed like with a few teams, and it was just you knew every game was going to be tough. So it was. Uh, preparation for everyone 
your senior year, new head coach Bob Cortez takes over for uh, John Vincent. And, of course, Bob ended up having a great run as the Tigers head coach, led them to a couple of Division II playoffs and an NAIA playoff appearance your your senior year in, in 1990. What was that like playing for Coach Cortez? He was quite the character as well. And in a lot of ways, maybe similar to John Vincent, in a lot of ways maybe different, but uh, two unique individuals you certainly got to play for in your time as a Tiger. Definitely unique individual. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Cortez was a definitely kind of a motivated speaker more type of guy and a little calmer, but then also had that fierce side in him that he always acted like he was tough. And tried to, <laughs> it was just, he was a different guy. It was fun with him. And he just, he would say something and act like he was so serious and he'd almost have to smile when he was done because he, couldn't hold it in, but he was a good guy. We, I enjoyed him coaching with us. And then, you know, we pretty much had Jay Hood as our defensive coordinator, which we really enjoyed him too. Yeah. Jay was quite a character. Before we talk about him, I got to ask you, cause I've talked to former players under coach Cortese. Some do a good Bob Cortese impersonation. Do you have that in your arsenal or do you leave it up to those guys? <laughs> I leave it up to those guys. There was a couple of them that just had it great. So it was, they did a good job, but it was good. Uh, you mentioned Jay Hood came in as the defensive coordinator with Bob Cortese and and certainly left his mark in the four-day state program. I know a lot of the, the guys who played under him are still in close contact today, and we had a great opportunity to see him a few years ago up in Indianapolis when four-day state made the playoffs and played UND. But, uh, boy, he had some good defenses, and he was kind of the good cop, bad cop with Coach Cortese, but they really worked well together. That's exactly how it was. I mean, he was always the nice guy, and then he was always rambling us up to go against Cortez. It wasn't the offense. It was more against Cortez <laughs> than it was really going against the offense. So it really pumped us up and got the defense going. Well, let's talk about your senior year. You had 97 tackles, 9 sacks, 17 for loss, led the team in pass breakups, uh, 12 uh, from your defensive tackle position, and, and you got the first-team All-America honors. And, and you went 8-3 and three in the regular season, uh, finished 8-4, and four, made the playoffs individually. Obviously, it was a great season for you, but you and your teammates really put it together, got eight wins, which for four-day state at the time, that was quite a, an accomplishment uh, because there hadn't been very many in program history. Uh, just take us through that season and when you guys started to believe that you guys could be really good and then eventually you got that NAIA playoff appearance. Well, it's, you know, I think we might have lost the first game or the second game or something. And then, you know, your hopes kind of start dying out. But it seems like we wrangled together and pulled it together. And, you know, we had a, a close-knit defense. So if we could keep the points down, we thought we could win every game. And that was just how we went into every game. The offense – we worked together, but we you know they're their own entity, so we really didn't worry about what they did. The defense was not to let anybody score points, so we worked together well for that. We just had the right mix at the right time with the right coaches, and it just fell together. 
Well, it did, and then uh, you're able to, to get into the playoffs and, and got a home game, and unfortunately, you, you faced a central state of Ohio team that I think had, man, I don't know, but there was a handful of NFL players on that roster. That was a really good team. I remember you hung with them for a half on a night game at Lewis Field, but they just had too much firepower, but pretty special to, to not only get into the playoffs, but then get a home game uh, for the first time in program history. Yeah, that was real exciting, just to say we had a playoff game and got it. The excitement of doing it, and I can remember there was a big crowd for that game, and it was it was just exciting for our team to, even though it was the finishing chapter, but it was a great time and really enjoyable to be able to do that. And we kind of talked about uh, you know looking back on your career. Uh, I'm curious, any any players that that you looked up to, maybe mentored you, or you know through through you know youth and playing in high school and then when you got to college any guys that you kind of modeled your game around or really looked up to to, to help you along with your career you know i was so new to it there was there were so many of them <laughs> and we we had a lot of talent sometimes actually i always say we had more talent my freshman and sophomore year than we probably did my junior and senior year but we just they it was hard to get all the players on the same team back then to work together, but I don't know. We had so many of them. We had good coaches, which it was just, it was more of a team thing instead of an individual thing for me. And I'm guessing as you look back now, and then, you know, obviously going into the Hall of Fame, you do a lot of reflection and, and, and reminiscing of the days. Uh, a kid growing up and playing for Gorm High School to have the career you did and the accolades and the success, and now the Tiger Sports Hall of Fame. I imagine in some ways in your sports life, that's kind of a dream come true and probably something you never even imagined when you started out playing football. Uh, you know, not even close on my radar imagination to be in the Hall of Fame at Fort Hayes. And to even be at the success that I did have, it was just didn't think I would make that, but you never know. But yeah, it's really exciting because we're going really close to Hayes, so it's kind of like a hometown thing here too, and I live here in Hayes now, but it's just unbelievable kind of to me that I am going to be in the Hall of Fame for Fort Hayes. Yeah, I just got to bring it up. You kind of touched on it. Growing up in Gorm, I mean, not that far from Hayes. I mean, relatively local kid to be able to have friends and family come and watch you play on on Saturdays and follow your career. Had to make that and this Hall of Fame even more special. It does. I mean, I had a lot of fans at every game and family there, and it just it was just fun. I knew they were there. You know, you don't point them out, but you know they're in the stands, and every once in a while you hear them yelling something. But it was a great time. I mean, coming out of an eight-man football to being able to play at college level was just a fun time. Well, congratulations. We appreciate you taking some time to chat with us and, and reminisce about your days as a Tiger. Um, I can certainly remember you playing well, and uh, it was a, a great career. 20 career sacks. 43 career tackles for loss. The sack record's been broken. The tackle for loss mark is still there. Uh, one of the all-time great defensive linemen in Fort Hay State history, uh, the former Gormoiler, Greg Yost. Greg, we appreciate the time, and congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Thanks very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. There you go. That's Greg Yost, the latest member of the Tigers Sports Hall of Fame, and our latest guest on the Defend the Fort podcast, brought to you by the Fort Hay State Alumni Association. <laughs>